Hi everyone, and welcome to the 133rd episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Sabrina! Hi! Yay! It's, it's, it's just me. It's just <laughs> you, and it's just me. Churro's, Churro's busy, wink, wink. Yeah, he's busy right now. Good luck. Anyway. But he'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back. Well, not 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 during the duration of this episode. Not, not here, but like... In, no, in, in future one, future episodes, <laughs> hopefully. Anyway. It's really weird. I was actually waiting for you to say churro first. Before oh, me, yeah. So it took me a second to kind of like yeah. realize that he, it was he, me. He ain't here. Like, oh, it's me. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Kingdom Hearts, it's not been doing too much, but man, there sure has been a lot of great games coming out this year. <laughs> and there was there was a pretty big one that just dropped, ma- namely Mario, a Mario game, like the first Mario game of this type since like Kingdom Hearts One came out. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I think yeah, I think Mario Sunshine came out two thousand two, so that would mean yeah, or, or actually I think it might have wow. been like two thousand one. I forget. It was one Something of it's like one of the two, but basically since Kingdom Hearts 1 released. So basically the entire Kingdom Hearts series came out and now just now we're getting a new Mario game of this type which is like more sandboxy and free roamy and feels feels Wait, good. When did Super Mario Galaxy come out then? So Gal oh Galaxy came out like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, but according to Nintendo, they don't count that in the same timeline because with Mario Galaxy, uh each level, with the exception of maybe the B level in Galaxy, uh, they're like these like courses. Like there's a there's like a, a route. Uh, and, and they basically uh-huh. call those types of games the course clear Mario games, where they'll give you a path through a level, and you got to go through the level, and then at the end you get the star or whatever, and it's a course. Whereas with Mario 64 and with Mario Sunshine, you're given an area, and there'll be like a star or a shine sprite somewhere in there, and you got to get it somehow by some method. So they count those along with this new Mario game, Mario Odyssey, and Mario Galaxy uh, 1, Galaxy 2, 3D Land, and 3D World. Those are all course clear 3D Mario games, according to Nintendo. I personally still think of Galaxy as kind of being a part of the Mario 64 group, or it's like it's somewhere in the middle, like, because it's clearly a 3D Mario game, more like more like 64 and sunshine but yeah if you're like really strict about it unlike 64 and sunshine yes there are there's like a specific course that you go through in terms of the level like it's, it's linear yeah sunshine yeah. oh man sunshine it's it's definitely the kind of mario game where you feel like oh man remember sunshine oh man i want to go play sunshine and then you actually go it play sunshine so and then you feel that <laughs> for a while and then it throws something really insanely hard at you and like oh my god i hate sunshine so much (laughs) so i don't i've never owned a gamecube yeah me neither um but 
the McDonald's in my area or in the McDonald's in the vicinity of mm. Toronto had game cu- uh, game cubes. So awesome. I would play uh, Super like Mario Sunshine, mm-hmm. and I think it was like whatever Sonic was like Sonic Riders or something. Something like, like that. that. Yeah, there's a lot of Sonics um, on the GameCube. Man. I would play the crap out of that after eating my McDonald's meal. Oh, it was that great. Sounds, that sounds like good vibes all, all around. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Mario Odyssey. It's super amazing. It's like, it's it's the it's the two of the one-two punch that the Nintendo Switch had this year. First punch being mm-hmm. Zelda. Second punch now Mario. So, uh, basically, Nintendo saying, look, guys... Our console is. We're making things. We're, our console is better than all of your other consoles. Play this. It's like, oh like the, man. The reason why everyone's gonna pick up a Switch now is because of Mario. Yeah, and Mario and Zelda. know that. Yeah, well, it's kind of like you can kind of like judge the quality of the console of the Nintendo console based on well, well, how good is the Mario and the Zelda on that console? And they Nintendo spent you know spared no no time they wasted no time to answer that question they're both here they're both out they're both awesome and you should play both of them they're great you should play those or be like me and just play super mario odyssey because that's gotta play zelda zelda's amazing yeah well eventually it's it's really good if you like if you like anything if you i don't like the beginning if you have the capacity to like things this is a thing that is easily likable. We'll see. We'll see. I just I don't like the beginning of like Zelda games. It's, it's so, the same as me it, with Pokemon it's games. It's so easy. You finish it in an hour and then you paraglide Bored. off and then it's the best thing ever. It's the best open world it's game. So, if you so if boring. if you like if you like Ubisoft <laughs> games, this is like a way better version of an Ubisoft game. Mm. Well, considering I just finished South Park. And I started a bit of Assassin's Creed Origins, but now I'm playing Mario. So this is like Zelda is like Witcher three Creed of the Wild. (laughs) 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 The the rest is original. Haven't even beat Witcher three yet either. Which I was gonna be like, what the heck? What did you do? No, I just it's awesome. It's I know it's good. It's just it's open long. world right now yeah. for me is just too open world. Like I like, I, I'm 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 an easy person. Just tell me what to do. Don't tell me to read stuff. I just yeah. just tell me where to go. And that's well, there you go. It. You know like, what? That's why you're gonna like Zelda because Zelda is great. There's yeah, but literally once once you once you leave, you go see an old lady, and then she tells you literally everything you have to do for the entirety of the game. She tells you all five things you need to do. It's like go to these beasts, go saw, go go get the go get their power, and then go get Ganon. Done. That's that's literally your entire thing, and then do whatever you want after that. But like the entirety of your main quest is laid out to you immediately, and then it's just like, all right, do it however you want, or don't go to any of the beasts and just go get Ganon. You can just do that. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can after you but, leave the Great Plateau, you can go straight to Ganon. You can fight and kill Ganon if you're good enough. Most people are not. <laughs> but No, I was going to say I was like if, I if you're if you're enough. legit enough, if you're too legit to quit, you can do it. You can beat Breath of the Wild in like 20-30 minutes. Like it's 
it's, it's some serious business. Though, I personally prefer taking the story route and going through the world <laughs> and discovering eventually play discovering it. all the memories in in the in the great uh Hyrule. And it's great. Uh, I would say definitely one of the best games. If you like Mario, this is just as good this is as good as Mario. But we'll but we'll it's see. a different we'll kind see. of game. It is as good as Mario. We shall see, Brandon. Yes. Also, oh. I've been playing mm-hmm. uh Yakuza three. It's an old old oh, yeah. PS three game. And I just gotta tell you guys, if you guys just like kind of old janky games, this is an this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good old janky game. And visually it holds up in a very strange way in that it's a ps3 game but it like it is the spitting image of a ps2 fmv i am not kidding you go watch a trailer of yakuza 3 and you will see like oh my god this looks like like besaid in in like an fmv from final fantasy 10 on the ps2 (laughs) like in in every sense of that thought in good ways and bad ways it looks like a ps2 fmv and i don't know just play it it's amazing well i I only just started it uh i would say uh play yakuza zero because that's a legitimately good game and honestly i'm still gonna say it even after beating mario odyssey and beating legend of zelda breath of the wild Yakuza 0 is still my game of the year, even after being Persona 5, even after playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, Yakuza 0, game of the year, 2017. <laughs> I am serious. Here we go. go play that. There, there, there you have it, guys. There you have it. Anyway, game for over. you new folks, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. Uh, for this episode, we just have a question segment. Yay! Because there's no news. Here we go. All right, wait, wait, wait. All let's, your questions Let's, are let's real quick tackle all of the quote-unquote quote, quote unquote news. Rumors? There's, a, yeah. there's one okay. rumor that there's maybe gonna be a kingdom hearts complete collection released for ps4 and what they define as complete in this rumor is 1.5 2.5 and 2.8 on ps4 and that's it which i find which incredibly no ironic exactly because it makes no 2.8 sense. <laughs> is literally a preview for a game that comes out next year so the it will be complete for maybe a couple of months and then Kingdom Hearts three is going to come out, and it's going to be literally incomplete. What are you yep. going to do? They're going to they're going to release a, a, a patch when Kingdom Hearts three comes out, and just like like uh, write in like red sharpie marker I N next Cross to complete <laughs> incomplete collection. I don't know. Sounds it's, stupid, oh but I wouldn't I wouldn't put past Square to do it. Not that they're stupid. I'm just saying that like it's easy money. People want to catch up with you know the the kingdom hearts series at large so you know put it out in a bundle maybe put it at a price that makes sense even though the rumored price doesn't make any sense but assuming they put it out at a price that makes sense gets people to want to play the games i get it it's gonna be full price because that's what they're gonna do 
Yeah, that would be because you look at it now, like it has to make make sense. It's got to make know. sense. Complete editions or whatever they are. Square, be square, at that price even even if your stories price. make no sense, your prices got to make some sense. You know. Yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta, gotta have, you gotta have dollars if you want to make sense. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what you. I don't know what you meant. Well, either. I don't know about you in Canada land, but in America, which I don't even live there anymore, uh, you know, we have cents, like pennies. Quarters, we got rid of pennies because that's cause that's, trash that's the now. that's that's the joke. I know. I'm just trash, I'm just though. I'm just yoking. I hope I hope you cracked up. It's an egg joke. Moving on. I'm going to leave this podcast now. <laughs> Moving on. You can support us on Patreon at patreoncom union Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called "Please Be Excited." Just uh, FYI, I am getting over a flu cold. I don't know which one. So if I sound nasally, I might that's be why. getting a cold. So we'll yeah, see. we're we're on the same uh, precip. We're the same level of sickness, maybe. I, but Probably. I'm 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 hopefully getting off of it now. Anyway, moving on. Uh, our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We've got Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine on Twitter. Joe Tremonti, who is at JC Tremonti. Lewis James. Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero. Chris Morales. Eric Decker, who is at Choco Taco. Jonathan Gonzalez, who is at Oh It's Just Johnny. Josh McNabb, who is at J2K9. Marcus Karnecki. Michael Graham. Thorne Bullen, who is at Massacre23. Zach Duranto, who is at ZDuranto58. Billy Jackson, who is at underscore Billy Jackson. Uh, Darren, Matthew, Darren Matthews, who is at Doomster73. John McCray. Joseph Robertson, who is at Pokemon Trader J on Twitter. And Sabby, if you take these last ones. Cool. So we got Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Miles uh, Ribbands. Mohamed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack95, Rachel Casterton at Irma Yoon Ray, Richard Holman at Vex Lennon, Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman1, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Eights Type Novels. Alrighty. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Which, by the way, we're about to go into our question segment, where we have Ooh, we have a bunch of questions from you guys. Uh, so yeah, I, I picked out a bunch of questions. I think uh, these are a lot of really interesting ones. So let's get started. So Biggs asks, "How do you feel about KH3's likelihood of showing up at any cons before the end of the year, such as?" the PlayStation experience and or jump festa or video game awards, which I guess are happening still this year. I think. Yeah. I think we looked it up earlier. Yes. I think it's supposed remember. to be in this December. So we'll see if that's still a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know about anything within North America. I would mm-hmm. think that they would post in there. I would be most likely anything in Japan. Yeah, so I that's like that that's would show fast that. Yeah, so maybe there, but mm-hmm. they've been very hush hush about stuff. Yeah, super like hush hush. After yeah, after uh, D two three, yep. they were just kind of like, "All right, that's it. That's all you get until <laughs> yeah. until we tell you how you want to feel." Exactly. 
Yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of feeling like, uh, as for PSX, you know, just go go through these specific examples one by one. PSX, I'll say no. Hard no. It's not going to be mm-hmm. there. Uh, I would say even Final Fantasy VII Remake probably won't be there. And No, I don't think so either. Yeah, it seems like, at least with Final Fantasy VII Remake, they just back, like the last we heard from it was from Magic Monaco. And that's when they showed off a couple screenshots uh, when Nomura was there, and it sounded like they were preparing for some announcements, which at the time, if you think about it, that probably would have hinted at, oh, maybe they'll like show some stuff at E3. They didn't show anything at E3. Uh, mm-hmm. But what did they say around E3? Oh, hey, we're moving our development from being mostly external to mostly internal and business division one is going to take care of it. And Hey, look, this guy that works on Mobius final fantasy, he's going to be the like co-director kind of like how Tayasu is co-director on, uh, on uh, Kingdom hearts. So uh, with all of that tumultuousness, I would say don't expect final fantasy seven uh, for Kingdom hearts three. It's kind of a similar situation, except uh, not, not, not that it's tumultuous, but uh, in terms of what is probably presentable, I think we've pretty much seen most of it. Like, you know, the, the most presentable stuff is obviously going to be Olympus Coliseum. I'm sure that area is done. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that they've had that area in production like literally since 2013 <laughs> since this yeah, thing's since been forever announced. so i would say uh, uh, if you want to see more olympus coliseum i'm sure they could show you more but they've already shown probably a most lot. of the areas they've probably shown both bosses already you know they got the one in the city and they got the rock titan i don't think there'll be much more other than that you know it's just one world after all so mm-hmm. uh i think they've pretty much you know exhausted all that they could show for olympus coliseum and that's going to be the one that they probably have the most for uh you know theoretically if we're going based on reveal time like the next most known about one would be tangled which yeah like tangled we still haven't even seen rapunzel in that world (laughs) yeah no we kind of just had the area by her yeah just one uh, one tiny area so it's like (laughs) Who knows how much is done from that? And like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like on my on the edge of my seat in pins and needles when it comes to the Tangled World because I'm kind of worried that they're gonna cheap out and go for post Tangled storyline because it seems like that's what they're going with with a lot of these stories is it's not gonna be the main plot from the movie. It's gonna be like its own original thing and like. But I want Rapunzel with long hair. But isn't isn't Olympus Coliseum that one's based off the original movie? Yeah, that one seems like it's off the original movie. I'm just saying, yeah. like for these new like 3D films. Oh, uh, that's true too. At least and like you know, this is a Roy Connolly produced thing, and like so is Big Hero Six, and they're going for the same thing with Big Hero Six. Yeah. And like, it kind of disappoints me because it's like this is the Tangled World. Like, shouldn't there be like tangly hair because <laughs> if they go after spoiler she cuts her hair so like that's lame i get it though because like you know if you google anything about like what was what were the most expensive movies 
to ever be made. Uh, Tangled is like last I saw, like ranked third in most expensive movie ever made, and Just uh, of her most hair. of it's because of that hair. Because it took yeah. so much time to do R and D to figure out that hair. But to be fair about that hair, like they mm-hmm. the tech that they used for R and D for that movie for that hair, they've gone on to use in other movies. So they're they're recouping their losses by making that technology go places. Like it's not just it wasn't just using Tangled, but you know, because it was developed for Tangled, like the the cost of that R and D gets sort of lumped in. Also, you know, the fact that that movie started production in like ninety seven, like right after Tarzan, mm-hmm. so it took a long time. So there's they probably scrapped a lot of stuff too. So I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah, the hair is probably like ridiculous to make in Unreal Engine four in real time. It was ridiculous for them to do it like not in real time for the movie. So. I don't know. I still, I still want to see something. I want blonde Rapunzel. But we'll we'll find I, out. I like her better than brunette Rapunzel. No, sh- no shade on, no shade on brunettes. I love, I love brunettes, but I prefer no, 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 like, I, I completely this Rapunzel. Agree because me and like my friends when we watched it, mm-hmm. and we we're like everyone's complaining about like how, like what kind of like hack job that. <laughs> Flynn Rider did on her hair. It's like yeah, you could have made it like uh, a little bit longer, yeah, so she can at least style it nicely. Yeah, you can literally you can, you don't you don't literally didn't have to cut it that short. Like, yeah, the whole deal with like, cutting the hair the was like if you cut it at all, the powers go away. So just like cut it a, a little bit. Like a medium length hair would yeah. be lovely, but you know she can rock that hair. It's great. I guess it's just some better choices at the end of the yeah. day. I'm just saying, like. In terms of, like, character design, like, her with her long hair, there's kind of something interesting going on there. Her with her, like, short brown hair, and then he also has short brown hair. Like, his hair is probably <laughs> longer than hers. So it's like, yeah. they both kind of look the same. Oh my god. So <laughs> and like, I'm just being a little bit more technical about it. I'm just saying, like... I think for me, it made no there's sense. There's no contrast. When, when they braided her hair and somehow it was able to be just at, like, the length of her feet. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> That makes so sense. Uh, I'm like, all right, sure, I'll just go along with that. I mean, you don't want that hair dragon, anyways. Yeah, but, you know, because like in like the last scene, it's like draped like five times around her room in that big yeah. old castle, and then suddenly, you know, it's the size of like a surfboard on her back. Yeah, no, and like three girls could just bring it yeah, up three, so easily three girls for her. Like, <laughs> in the space of a of a of a musical number, no, that's not gonna yep. happen. Yeah. So yeah, in terms ah. of KH three, I, I just feel like, you know, they're going into hiding because they don't have enough to show. Not enough is like, you know, ready for prime time to show off yet. Uh, but trust me, when when they are ready, they're gonna go uh, with guns blazing. Personally, I feel like we're not gonna see Kingdom Hearts three this year anymore. Uh, oh, okay. One thing, maybe they might do a tweet. They did a tweet last year. They did like a like a Happy New Year tweet, remember? And they showed off like Powerform no. or something. They might do that. I could oh. I could see that. Uh, well, but usually I, like I don't. I do not see a trailer. I don't see them doing a trailer. I would well, say we'll at know. best like, a tweet. Usually, the December time is when like. That's when they surprised us with the new stuff. 
yeah. three years, like two, three years ago. So we'll we'll see. I'll always remember it. My my bet is they'll they'll put out a tweet. All right. So, uh, uh, Sabrina, can you take this next one? Cool. This one is from Sora Master. I like your name. I, I was gonna go with that Same. now. Um, if you could add anything to the gummy ship sec- sections in Cage Three, what would it be and why? Uh, so my gut feeling was I want it to be like free roaming, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous, but it probably I, it probably wouldn't be that thing. it wouldn't be that hard because it's like. Like, yeah, you got to do level streaming, but these, it's mostly empty space. And then you're like streaming in like chunks of like rocks or chunks of like platform areas. I don't know. Uh, so that that's an idea. And if that's also an idea, I kind of like the idea that like I'm flying in the gummy ship and I'm maybe flying to like a, a rock floating out there in space. And then I jump out of the gummy ship land on the rock, fight some heartless and like seamlessly and then jump back in the gummy ship and keep going. And like the other thing I want is missions. I want gummy ship missions. I want to go places, do things. I don't want this to be just a a route based thing. I basically I want the Mario Odyssey of gummy ship levels. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh no. I I remember uh I mean, I know it just came out, like, officially now, Star Fox 2, but I remember one of the things that made Star Fox 2 kind of special was they had, like, this almost, like, strategy game element to it where, like, mm-hmm. they had this, like, strategy view where the the overworld map, where it's normally just, like, a selection screen and you see all the planets uh, and, and you just sort of, like, move your cursor over it. Instead of that, like, you literally had, like, a, a tiny little ship avatar that you would fly around the map. And then sometimes uh, there would be enemy ships that would spawn out of some of these, like, planet areas. And I think you would, like, bump into them and encounter them and, like, have, like, a small all-range mode battle. So something like that? I don't know. I'm just saying, I want more of a substantial thing like i still like i still like the track based stuff but i kind of also like the idea that it's a little bit more substantial maybe there's some more story added into it because right as of right now it's just a it's just a time waster that happens in between levels to sort of change up pace so if it had a little bit more meat to it maybe meat to the story and like Mm -hmm. i'm just saying let me jump out of that ship and jump back in and also, uh, gives you know, give Sora the Keyblade armor, and that'll double as a spacesuit, so you can breathe space. And uh, let me jump out and jump on some rocks, kill some Heartless, and then jump back in the gummy ship and maybe shoot the Heartless from the gummy ship. Sounds cool, man. Cool story, bro. There's a lot of things you want in that. I know. It's a lot, but <laughs> add, it, add it as DLC if we need to. I don't care. DLC. DLC. Gummy ship DLC. Gummy ship DLC. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Sabby, what do you want? I didn't think you were gonna go that route. I was I was actually just gonna make life a little bit simpler, as yeah. in uh you can S- skip it. You have to go through the track first because I personally okay. don't go to the track ever again the moment yeah. I get I'm able to warp. Yeah, yeah but exactly. I want something like in Final Fantasy ten where okay. I can actually walk around the gummy ship because it looks like oh. you can make it look like it's like walkable. I don't know. It just looks it just seems like 
you're fitting three people like you're doing yeah. three the only thing is with that with that gummy with that gummy ship it's really small at least with the default gummy ship it's tiny so yeah but i would want the thing, let's, the thing i would let's want build, is like i can let's build like items. a gummy ship that's the size of the normandy from mass effect and just have no. all the disney characters inside or all the Keyblade this wielders. This would be like Noah's Ark. And Everybody, can, your worlds can, are not going to survive. Just chill in the we'll have our, forever. We'll have, our, we'll have our social links with all the other Keyblade wielders. And you can romance the characters on the gummy ship. Oh, yeah. Let's for sure. It. No, I actually just wanted, like, a little bit more space. Like, just within, like, I guess, like, the the hub of yes. the gummy ship. Where I can just, like, equip, like, buy items there, too. And stuff yeah. like that. That's one thing that I feel Kingdom Hearts is... Kingdom Hearts could have or could do to have is a hub because like yeah, that's, that's the closest we've ever had was like Traverse Town which was it, it was kind of a hub but like I don't know they didn't really use it like a hub other than for buying stuff and like the yeah. items always sucked <laughs> back in Traverse Town and then Town, like with Kingdom Hearts 2 you just have to find like specific moogles but also like to synthesize but like you have to also go to like every random shop that's like yeah. there and I'm like I kind of okay. like the idea of having a home base after a long yeah. set of missions I can go back do something more chill play some mini games talk you know chat up Kyrie, spit some game at Kyrie. <laughs> basically I just want a dating sim <laughs> let's do it no, but you're not getting a dating so. If if not that, give me bro missions with Riku where I, I you know we do some bro stuff in the hub, whatever the hub is. I want to do bro bro missions. Maybe we can punk Kyrie. <laughs> I don't know, something no. like that. Something more. Something to give it give more life, more character, more opportunities yeah, like- for character experiences we do not have enough of it and we're already ending this this arc oh we we gotta like salvage these characters man i know right and obviously there's not going to be enough time in the main plot to handle like literally all what 13 or seven seven of the keyblade wielders plus all their you know tag alongs like donald and goofy like whoever else tags on on the side of good like there's not enough time to deal with them in the main story so like let's let's have a hub Oh my god, can they have, like, like an area where all, like, their armors are just out on display? Dude, that'd be so cool. And you can just, behind, like, a glass door, like, how, like, yeah. Batman have, has have, a have, suit have, like, a that. freaking Knights of the Round Table <laughs> table. Yeah. Let's do it. So, uh, and yeah. every seat's a different name, and then, like, some people, like, scratch out other people's names and put their own or something stupid. I yeah. don't know. Put, you, you it's can, fun like, stuff. You can place whoop- whoopee cushions on seats. It'd be great. Yeah, Exactly. Alright, so this next one, uh, Sabi, if you could take this next one. Cool. Uh, this is from Manjeet. And they asked, recently got a Switch, and I'm really impressed at the games that are running on it. Do you think it's possible that KH3 could run on, nin- on Nintendo Switch? How scaled back do you think it would have to be? So, uh, yeah, Nintendo Switch is definitely surprisingly powerful, at least when it's in the hands of Nintendo themselves. Uh, you know, they are first party after all so they have access to things that third party developers don't have uh but uh there are unreal engine 4 games running on switch in fact uh if you sign up as a nintendo developer in the de- in the nintendo developer uh like web page once you've logged in there's literally a link 
to like download Unreal Engine. Like they're really like very hard on pushing Unreal Engine for Switch as being like a really solid third party engine. Um, Mm -hmm. In terms of Unreal Engine 4 games that are running on Switch though, uh, they're definitely a lot smaller experiences than Kingdom Hearts is. Um, You know, you've got, uh, I'm trying to think of ones off the top of my head. There's uh, Snake Pass, which is like this puzzle game, very slow paced, uh, runs at 30 frames per second. I think it's 720p in portable mode, maybe 1080p or 900p in handheld or or in docked mode. Um, So it looks good. Uh, Some other games, they have uh, Flame in the Flood. That's an indie game that runs uh, frame rate unlocked. Uh, sometimes it hits 60, but it's usually under 60 FPS. Um, and then Nintendo's got the Yoshi, the new Yoshi game. That's that's uh, that's uh, Unreal Engine, but that's all side-scrolly stuff, so they don't have to render that much. So could it be done? Maybe. Um, I think it's kind of a similar situation to... Remember back in the PSP days, like... You know, people might have asked, like, oh, you think they'll ever port Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts 1 to the PSP? Like, could it work? And, like, you look at Birth by Sleep, and, like, Birth by Sleep does stuff that's, like, way above uh, some of the stuff that was in Kingdom Hearts 2 or Kingdom Hearts 1. But, you know, the the question, the, the, the real answer to the question is, like, if Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2 were made for the PSP, could they run? Probably. But there's like a big, you know, there's 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 a big caveat, and it's it's the verb in that sentence. If they were made for PSP, not if they were ported to PSP, uh, because those games were designed with the console hardware in mind. Uh, I think the same thing sort of applies here with Kingdom Hearts three. You know, these the Kingdom Hearts three was designed from the ground up with PS four and Xbox in mind, Xbox One in mind. So could it run? On Switch, maybe, but like, and it was not designed with the Switch's uh, limitations in mind from the ground up, so it would definitely have to get cut back a lot. Uh, I would say right now the best third-party game out there for the Switch, well, it's not out yet, but it will be out, is the Doom port for Nintendo Switch. So if you guys want to see like something really impressive, go check out Doom on Nintendo Switch. That is the 2016 Doom uh, that's been ported to Nintendo Switch. Now that is not Unreal Engine 4, that is id Tech 6. So that's their own custom stuff. And they scaled that back a ton. Like it is like blurry and smudgy, but all the <laughs> all the lighting is there and all the particles are there. They got the depth of field blur and it looks amazing. But it is like very clear that they cut back on it, and that game was running 60 FPS, like pretty much locked on Xbox and PS4. Uh, this is running on 30 at 30 FPS on Switch. They cut the frame rate in half, so like Switch looks good, but it's honestly not that good. The reason why we think it looks so good is because we're we're thinking about Nintendo games like you know Breath of the Wild which, you know, doesn't even hit 30 FPS. Like, it, it frequently dips to, like, 25 frames per second on Switch uh, in portable or docked mode. Uh, and then you got Mario Odyssey, which is mostly 60 FPS. Like, that runs like a dream, uh, both in portable and docked mode. 
But you got to remember, this is Nintendo that we're talking about. And like, you need to look further than like, look at Mario Galaxy on Wii. That thing looked almost like a Xbox 360 game in terms of like the lighting and all the stuff that was in there. Oh, yeah, Whereas for like sure. any any other third party game on, on Wii looked like a PS2 game. Mm-hmm. So like, just look at that disparity. And like, that's kind of what we're dealing with when it comes to Square and exporting something to... To, to, to the switch so yeah it's is it possible maybe but i think uh in terms of like some of the set pieces that'll probably that probably exist for king kingdom hearts 3 things that we haven't even seen yet that's 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 also the biggest thing that is it's hard to say because we haven't seen all of kingdom hearts 3 we don't know how far kingdom hearts 3 pushes you know the technology we don't know how far it pushes the ps4 slash xbox one we don't know what kind of set pieces are in there but you know if we go even based off of like 2.8 like zero you know could 0.2 run on switch i think maybe i I think if they scaled it back a lot and like toned down the resolution and like cut cut down the special effects a lot i think they could get it to run okay uh it would probably look like crap but i think they could do it but anything beyond what was in 0.2, I think it would like really struggle. Like, I, I, I don't know how they could do it. So maybe, but probably not. So uh, I think uh, let's move on to this uh, next one. So this next one comes from Anton Petrovich. And he asks, uh, how would you feel if the next Kingdom Hearts had a story with a similar structure to Kingdom Hearts Unchained uh, or Kingdom Hearts Union Cross? I actually really like Union Cross and how the story keeps going. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I like, I kind of am interested in how the story is, like, progressing and whatnot. And it's kind of cool having new updates on, like, lore and understanding what's going on with it. I wouldn't like to have that in a next Kingdom Hearts story just because I feel like a lot of, um, issues can happen where like continuity would not exist because one thing could just change to something else and then they 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 would have to change the storyline completely or make an explanation of why like this person is actually this person and all that stuff so i personally would not like the similar aspect of that Mm -hmm. like i get it for like a mobile game and like understanding the back history of this entire franchise is great but like having as a main thing i don't think so yeah I do appreciate, like, the ongoing story aspect of it. I do like that they, you know, can yes. keep adding things. That That is For nice. For sure. Uh, that being said, kind of going off of what you were saying, was that, like, so if they do decide to go with some sort of an ongoing story for a, a game like this, you know, you're kind of, like, forced, in a way, to you know, you constantly have to add story, you know, constantly need to create story. So when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, the more story you add, the more likelihood that there is that it's just going to get more complicated over time. And it's going to be even harder to get into. Um, I mean, this is not even getting into the fact that, you know, the way Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is structured uh, you know, you have to like go through so many hundreds of missions just to see any story, you know, let, let alone catch up. 
and it's like you know let, let's just assume that like for argument's sake that they they figure that out and like they make like the maybe the story progression is tangential to the grindy stuff like you you know the grinding stuff is this optional stuff that you can do on the side and the story production the story progression is this other thing that you can do as it comes out and you don't have to like fight through a lot of you know crap to get into the story you can just as story comes out you can see new stuff like there's no lag on you having to do grinding you know if they did something like that you know obviously you know that would be a lot better it would be you know the story would be accessible but you still don't work around the issues of you know complexity creep with the story that just it just sort of creeps up on you and it keeps growing and growing more and more complex uh you know that's that's an issue uh there's also the the whole idea that you know these sorts of games tend to be multiplayer and then how do you integrate the main character into this and make them you know a meaningful part of the story you know and kingdom hearts unchained key or and union cross you know they kind of like force your main character not to speak you know does that mean that our character also has to be a silent protagonist in this kind of a game you know is uh, you know if they are a creative character do they have to be silent do they have to be silent you know a lot of people don't like silent protagonists i'm personally one of them i prefer a speaking protagonist mm-hmm. i feel like they're you know more important that way you know if they can't even speak like how how valuable can they possibly be to the story so that being said the main character does talk occasionally in uh in, in union cross it's very rare and they do see this how yeah. much i've played so yeah, yeah. they they do uh, very rarely oh. but they they actually have lines and like they'll say they'll they'll like speak directly and that's just like sometimes it's like yeah that was kind of impactful that they said that but it's like it feels really strange that you just went from saying literally nothing for hours and hours and hours and you know uh practically speaking you know it, it could have been like months the last time you heard the, the the main character speak because they rarely speak at all. So, you know, having that show up again, like every time I hear the, or every time I see that the, the player character speaks in, un, in Union Cross, I'm kind of like taken aback a little bit. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this player can speak. They just don't for some reason from <laughs> most of the experience. I think so, that's, that's really something weird. similar to like like to go a little bit off topic. Like I was playing South Park, and like you're yeah. technically a silent protagonist, mm-hmm. but the other characters that talk to you, like Cartman and everyone, they like talk yeah. to you as you're a normal kid, but you just don't <laughs> reply, so they think you're just kind of like a mute or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get really like annoyed when they're like, yeah, so like like it's like what do you want? And then you just sit there, and you just stand there in silence, and they're like, yeah, no, seriously, you have to tell me what you want. And they're like, all right, all right, fine. You can do this. You can have that. And I'm like, yes. Just like everything happens that way. Yeah. And I think it's funny. It's a good approach to it. Yeah. But I, mean, I had no idea that they talked. Yeah. <laughs> I if, just if, thought they just get like beat. And then uh, your little kitty thing is like, yeah, get back up. You're good. And you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just I do mean, whatever. with like, uh, with like Persona 5 or, or, or any of the Persona games, like those, those protagonists, uh, don't speak but it's kind of like inferred when they speak like for example like 
you're talking to a character and they'll ask you a question and then they'll give you like a dialogue prompt and you have to like choose an option and that Mm -hmm. option is worded as if your player says it like there isn't a voice actor that comes in and reads that line but like you can sort of assume that that's what they said and then there's like you know occasional situations where like your your character is tasked with like uh like summarizing something that just happened and then like it sort of like is like written out in prose or like narrator dialogue and like parentheses like saying oh and then you explained what happened yesterday mm-hmm. to and you know something like that so but i think protag does say something he's 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 like spoken a few words yeah they, I always, they always at some point say persona like that's their yeah famous that's line. true too and they speak they speak during combat in persona but like mm-hmm. i don't know i i just feel like you can have a silent protagonist but you could also have a protagonist that doesn't speak often and like maybe those like there's nothing that says those lines of dialogues that you chose in the persona thinks there's nothing saying that the guy that does the voice in the battles there's nothing saying that he couldn't read those like he could read that out yeah if if Anne says what do you like paper or plastic and you choose plastic the guy could say plastic like (laughs) there's nothing wrong with him saying plastic guys that's true yeah but uh yeah those are just my concerns i do see where you're coming from i do appreciate uh the idea that the story keeps going that is nice but Mm -hmm. you know at what cost anyway moving on this next one comes from narusor and they ask uh there's been a lot of licensed kingdom hearts merchandise coming out recently what's the deal with that which is your favorite i like the bed sheets All right, this is the best part of the question of this entire podcast because yep. I have been personally suffering through these merchandise and yep. whatnot. Huh. All right, what's the deal with it? You know what? I actually don't even know, to be <laughs> fairly honest, and I don't know why it's happening now. Yeah. Um, the whole, like, at first, like, we only really got the Funko Pops of just, you know, Mickey, Donald uh goofy pete and like chippendale which i was like all right cool mickey has a keyblade you're very happy with that i'm like awesome great i mean then, back in the day all we used to get were square enix stuff like you yeah. know play arts and square enix sponsored things yes but now it's and don't like, get me wrong, like ev- everybody and their cuts. grandmother's merchandise company now has a kingdom hearts product exactly which i'm not upset with it it gives me an internal struggle personally because I have to spend the money to get half of the stuff. Yeah. But the thing about it, like, I like the Funko Pops. That's what I really enjoy. Like, okay. I'm excited for the new ones coming out. Like, you get K- like Kingdom Hearts 2, Sora, Riku, Kairi, and then you get a Heartless. Um, what I don't like is that the weird exclusives that are, like, super super duper stupid and like you have to go above and beyond to try to find them which the new york comic-con ones i cannot find personally and i've seen them on ebay for 50 dollars and stuff mm-hmm. like that that i'm to the point where i just want to give up doesn't yeah. mean that much to me because it's just halloween town goofy and donald mm. but just the amount of hype and like people want to buy it to resell drives mm. me nuts yeah, that's... because you get people that just wants to 
buy it for the sake of reselling, while there's mm-hmm. people like me, I want to collect them because I like the franchise themselves. Exactly. I, yeah. I've just been thinking about it, and I'm thinking that, so to answer, what's the deal with it? Why, why is this happening now? Uh, I would say the biggest clue is that the fact that these are like a very wide arrangement of companies making a very wide arrangement of products where that didn't really happen before. Uh, I think this is clearly a Disney thing. Yeah. You know, this, this, this does not seem like a, a square NX thing. This seems like, uh, Disney and square NX probably made a deal and Disney was like, you know, uh, you know, we want to get more into this kingdom hearts thing. So we want to treat this more like we treat our products. So we want to make this more of a profitable venture you know we want to make this uh you, you know we we want to make this a little bit more uh valuable to us and something that shareholders really like is predictability and a constant revenue stream uh which video games are like the anti that you know video games you like you you develop them for you know for several years and then you know, that means that for those years, you're not making any money. And then like, you know, once it finally comes out, let's say after five years, then you just make a ton of money. Uh, investors hate that. Obviously, they love money, but they don't like this uh, boom and then bust sort of like yeah. timeline. That is not good for shareholders. What's good for shareholders is a constant revenue stream. And if and if you know, the you know, the occasional boom, of course they love booms. They love booms and sales. Uh, you know, everybody loves money, but what they love even more is predictability. Investors really 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 hate risks. They can't stand risk. So, yeah. this is a way that they can constantly put out content that is constantly making the money. So I'm guessing this is on Disney and this is to appease, appease share, shareholders. So they've opened it up because, you know, Square Enix was the one who was pretty much doing all of the Kingdom Hearts merchandise. And they're not, I guess, to Disney's satisfaction, they're not uh, meeting their expectations for what Kingdom Hearts could be selling when it comes to uh, physical merchandise outside of the main game product. Uh, so I guess, you know, that, that's why we're seeing, that's probably why we're seeing so many of these, you know, things releasing. And not only that, if you notice a lot of these involve Disney characters. Yeah. And like to say, that's not something Square Enix can just do. (laughs) That's something that Disney's got to approve always. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm guessing probably just budged like about, cause like the last thing that, that, like besides like the players kai stuff that's strictly on square enix stores mm, exactly. you had you had what like people made things and stuff like that yeah, but like all this anything disney like, wise third party stuff that that doesn't have that isn't licensed yeah so disney then, probably like, sees that as like what the what, what the hell like yeah, we should be making well, this money yeah cuz they don't have anything yeah well it's cuz the only thing that they had was at disney world or disney the disney like lands and stuff was just mm-hmm. the organization mickey pin Yep. Which is the most Kingdom Hearts thing that you can find, and that is it. Yeah. So, so. you know, it, it may have actually started with that, you know, the whole fact that they started making these uh, Disney pins for mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts for all these collector's editions. Maybe that's where, they, you know, the ball started rolling and they started realizing, hey, you know what? 
you know, this Kingdom Hearts thing is pretty popular. And, like, even if you don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, like, a lot of the stuff is just Disney characters anyway. Yeah. So some people might just buy it based on the fact that, hey, this is cool Disney merch. You know, Disney yep, merch sells. Much. So, like, uh, you know, it's a really good idea. And I actually prefer this nonsense way more than games as a service, DLC, microtransaction, loot boxes, stuff, because this is completely unrelated to the game. It does not ruin the game at all. It doesn't Mm -hmm. affect the game at all. You know, it's completely innocuous. It's It's a completely separate industry. You know, it's not video games. So... Uh, by that virtue, you can if it's your kind of a thing, you know, by all means, take advantage of it, enjoy it, buy up all you want, and help fund the next Kingdom Hearts game for me. But uh, yeah, this is not my kind of thing, so I won't buy it, and it doesn't affect me if you buy it, and it doesn't affect anyone at all. It doesn't hurt the game at all. So I'm totally cool with this kind of <laughs> exploitation. I ex- I invite this type of exploitation of the brand. Uh, yeah, more so I've than been exploited, else. so there you, there you go. go. Like, yeah, I I'm, have all the stuff. And I'm so. the kind of person that just never buys this kind of crap. So, Oh, I love them. I love it. Uh, this next one, real quick. Uh, uh, Brock, Brock Kicks Rocks. I didn't get the <laughs> chance to go to any world tour concerts. Think I might get a chance? I live in Philly. Philadelphia. In America. Um, I would like to see another one happen um i just hope that they would take the time to get a feedback throw a survey of people who actually did attend Mm -hmm. um and just kind of see what they could improve on Uh, of the one that you just went to one of them right the new york one yeah i just went to the one did that one seem like it sold out yes okay definitely did because they because it definitely seemed like the la ones that churro went to also sold out so so yeah because the new york one it was sold out from the moment like the year ago when they first put out tickets yeah yeah, um, and then they had to make a second day for and how how i would say the other thing is like did you did the merch booth seem busy yes but they sold out of a lot of things okay so they sold us okay i would say based off of that alone the fact that they sold out of a lot of merch and the fact that they basically sold out the concert i think that they'll probably do it again yeah um this obviously this like tour that they just did uh was you know it was mostly pushed on by the fact that it was the king hearts 15 year 15th anniversary so you know that's why this happened this one happened but i think the fact that they sold as well as they did and the fact that you know it seems like the merchandise also did very well uh, those two things combined, I think they'll probably do uh, more again. Uh, I would say that uh, the merch is kind of expensive. It, by it, the way. it might not, it might not go like straight away to world tour status again. Mm-hmm. You know, they they might be a little bit conservative because like going straight from zero to world tour, that's a big deal. For that's concerts. a lot. Of, that's a lot of money to put through. Too. So they were really, you know, it's very clear that they were confident they were that this was going to this was going to do well. And uh, it seems like they were rewarded in that confidence. So I think based on that fact, I would say there'll probably be more. Uh, Which is probably we, why we don't know they... when. They probably it's probably why they sell the tickets like a year early just to yeah just to take see an estimate to see yeah so now but, now they'll 
now they have an idea that oh yeah this is a big deal yeah. you know i don't know I if it's like as them. i don't know if it's as big as how you know how distant worlds does but like clearly you know if you're selling out concerts pretty much everywhere you go and you're selling out merch pretty much everywhere you go it's like all right well we're maxing out the profitability of what you know you can possibly do mm-hmm. with the concerts as we set them up what else can we do you know so i guess we'll see and uh you know i guess depending on ticket sales and stuff like that and that'll places. help them they'll help them decide where to return to and you know maybe where to go to next you know if there's any canada. Mi- missing points in the map like canada canada like i went all the way to new york for that oh, poor canada so uh, uh yeah that pretty much wraps that one up and uh sabby will you take this last one sure uh our last one's from armando do you think Kingdom Hearts will outlive Nomura's career at Square Enix? Most of Square Enix big developers have left over the years. Assuming Nomura follows along with this at some point, do you think someone will take over for him? And if so, who should it be? So that's a that's definitely a tough question. Um, I will say, just going based off of like other developers in the industry, you know, we're looking at people like Hideo Kojima or uh, Keiji Inafune or uh, even Bungie and and Halo, like uh, it seems to be the trend that franchises tend to outlive their creators these days, and it kind of harkens back to what I said earlier. How you know the one thing shareholders hate is risk. That's why new IPs are rare, uh, and that's why uh, reboots are common and HD remasters are common. So. The the one thing that makes Kingdom Hearts a little bit tougher than some of these other things is the whole situation with Disney and like how this is a really, really strange deal. It's very unique. Only Kingdom Hearts has the deal that Kingdom Hearts has. So from a legal standpoint, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a pain to deal with. But just because it's a pain doesn't necessarily mean it's not financially worth it. If it turns a profit, then maybe it's worth the legal nightmare that it is to put these games out. Uh, And it seems like that, that is the case. Um, You know, it's, it's tough to say, but I kind of feel like it will, you know, if if it, I think it all depends on, you know, how does, how does Kingdom Hearts three do, you know, financially speaking, and how burned out does FF7 remake make Nomura? Because, <laughs> like, you can tell, like, ever since he got kicked off of Final Fantasy XV, he has been, like, in rage mode. Oh, yeah. Every, every chance you you see him, it's like, oh, man. Like, ever since that happened, like, before Nomura was loyal to Square... Ever since then, he has been doing freelancing. He's been doing all kinds of like creative outlet stuff. Like getting kicked off of Final Fantasy fifteen must have been crushing. Like just the the way you see that uh, his whole like philosophy and like how everything has changed around the way he works. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like Square's doing their best to keep him around because they they clearly need him because like he's like he designs everything for square pretty much so but i think like in that same vein like it kind of feels like his tie to square is a little bit tenuous or a little bit chaotic and that anything 
could set him off and set him like off into the stratosphere and he'd be out of there. <laughs> so you never like, know. I was even livid about them kicking him off. Yeah, was, I think oh, we man. all are. Considering how, you know, you know, all things considered, I I did enjoy fifteen, but like it was very clear how it was unfinished, and there's some yeah. very obvious missing things like uh, yep. entire cities that are unused, or you know, bar- big barren wastelands that are uh, b- basically unused, and plot lines, and you know, you need lo- look further than official concept art to see like characters that just don't exist and like Mm -hmm. different takes on the story that like took you to all these places that they talked about and like you know clearly final fantasy 15 was not what it was intended to be yeah for better or for worse it could have been so amazing and like I still like it, and I still play it. Yeah. And, like don't I mean, get me wrong, I enjoyed we don't, the outcome. We don't what know is. what a Nomura Final Fantasy 15 would have looked like. You know, we don't yeah. have that kind of foresight. But at the very least, you could definitely tell from the Final Fantasy 15 that did release, it did suffer from a lack of vision and a lack of focus. And at the very least, I feel like if Nomura was in charge from beginning to end, it would have been a more focused product. For sure. And Whatever that is, that it could have been a focused turd, or it could have been a focused masterpiece, <laughs> or it could have been a focused exactly as good as the Final Fantasy 15 we got. We don't know, but it would have been more focused. So, and, and that's something I kind of feel like I wish I would have gotten. So, I don't know. Will, will Nomura, <laughs> will Kingdom Hearts outlive Nomura's career at Square? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, it, it, I, I just feel tension there. I don't know how he is now. I don't know what the deal is with Nomura and how his relationship is with the higher ups. Um, but it kind of feels a little bit, you know, like there's a lot of tension there and I could see like anything setting him off. And uh, I feel like because, you know, shareholders are the way they are, risk is scary. So if given the choice of, all right, let's take this team that made Kingdom Hearts and uh either have them make a new ip or make them keep making kingdom hearts games you know i think they'll take and make kingdom hearts games route uh in which case i guess you know we would want tayasue to be in charge but the thing is with tayasue is he does not replace nomura because tayasue is just a director he just handles the day-to-day ops he gets games done but he does not replace all the skill sets that Nomura provides, which, you know, just to review, he's a writer, he's a, uh, you know, character designer, concept artist, mm-hmm. you know, he comes up with the ideas for these games, game designer as well. That's not the role that Taya Sue fills. He's, Taya Sue is the day-to-day, let's get this game done kind of, di- kind of a director. Uh, now, that's not to say that maybe some people below Tayasue could fulfill the roles that Nomura does. You know, Nomura is not the only character designer on Kingdom Hearts. He's not the only writer on Kingdom Hearts. He is not the only game designer on Kingdom Hearts. But he is the lead one, and he's the one that provides the vision. And, you know, you know, same thing as what I said with uh, with Final Fantasy XV. Final Fantasy XV lacked, vi- lacked a clear, coherent vision. I kind of feel like if they went the route of, you know, just higher up, you know, hi- higher from 
you know, your internal Osaka team and put them into the roles and have them fill the roles that Nomura was filling before. I have a feeling that if they did that, you know, we're going to, we could potentially see, you know, the Final Fantasy 15 of Kingdom Hearts, where, you know, it's all over the place because there's not a one all powerful dictator (laughs) overruling everybody and saying, no, we're going to make this because it's going to be flipping awesome. And I think this is cool. Like, that's the value yeah. of having a, a quote-unquote dictator director, is that there's a coherent vision. Like, so. I would I would hope that, like, if Nomura ever did retire, it would be how, like, I would, like, uh, this would be, like, a simil- similarities with, like, Game of Thrones, where, like, George R. R. Martin, like, told the people who were filming and, like, running, the directors mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones... The, this is how it ends. How how it's supposed to end. Like this is going to yeah. how it ends. And I'm hoping that like if Nomura chooses to retire one day and Kingdom Hearts is still is running, mm-hmm. they'll tell whoever's running. It's like, this is my end goal here. Yeah. And this is how it's supposed to kinda go. But like obviously you can like move it along as a certain yeah. way and whatnot. But the sad, that's the sad thing is, uh when it came to Final Fantasy fifteen, they knew everything. They had the whole script. They threw yeah, it out. Yeah, they just didn't use it. <laughs> they threw it which out. Which is more depressing to hear it now than yeah. anything. Yep. So I don't know if the Kingdom Hearts team would do that to, you know, maybe Nomura's wishes, but yeah, that's a, that's, it's a tough, tough thing to, to deal with, but it might be something that we have to deal with sooner rather than later. Just the way, just the way the industry is going. It's kind of exactly. a, kind of a tumultuous time to be like a big, a big kind of old school developer, you know, yep. and I kind of feel maybe Nomura's kind of like that. Times have changed, so. right? So it's hard to. War has changed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our questions. Our music for this episode is a cover of Lazy Afternoons. This comes from the team players on YouTube. It's an acoustic cover, so please enjoy that. It's really relaxing. Our next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 21st of November. And as always, you guys can subscribe to Final (laughs) Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yeah. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And remember, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you have any questions, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, Sebby. It's goodbye time. What are, what are, what are you going to do with, with, you, with your life <laughs> between now and the next show? What games um, are you going to play? Hopefully play more of Mario Odyssey or Let's Assassin's do more Creed. Mario. Or Assassin's Creed. Let's let's assassinate some creeds. Yeah, uh, maybe do Persona. I don't know, there's a lot of things. I'm on my reading week right now, so I get to have a week off. But I should probably do assignments. Uh, And then if I'm not doing any of that, then I am probably going to stare at my pop collection and then cry because of all the money I spent on them. Oh, yeah. Crying's a good thing. There we go. Good pastime. I'm going to play more more Yakuza 3. Maybe play some more Mario. And maybe near. Near's oh, pretty that'd good. Be cool. Yeah, I got near on PC. Uh, if ever, if anybody knows about the near, the PC port of near, it is god awful. Do not buy that. It's so bad. Like the but, first near, or are you thinking? Are you thinking? Oh uh, no, 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 near near automata. 
brand okay. new spanking I was gonna new say, I was like, Whoa. crappy PC port. It is terrible. It oh, runs man. like crap and they abandoned it. Like they released it and released no patch. They're like, here you go. You can have yeah, it. <laughs> they, they released it and this was like back in February. So like, don't expect no patches no more. Like they... There, there, there are some, there are some, uh, some mods that like allow you to adjust some things to make it run better, but yeah, but it's uh, it runs bad. And I, I have a GTX 1080, and it runs bad. Oh. So, I, I, I mean, I don't have the the top of the line, top of the line card, but I have. Like, but you still have something that should make. I it... have something that is a, a effectively top of the line for most consumers so mm -hmm. if I'm having problems everybody's having problems <laughs> and uh, pretty much everyone's having problems you have a problem so, I got a problem we all have problems alright say goodbyes bye guys and I'm Brandon saying goodbye this has been a kingdomheartsunion.com production